0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Lori Clark Show. This episode of my podcast is brought to you with the help of Zoom Us, a video and audio conferencing interface. It's important to know that I'm in no way sponsored by Zoom. I just want to tell you how much I love it. It is very reliable, easy to use, and provides excellent audio and video files that my team and I produce to share the power of story with you. Another non-sponsored, couldn't do without, but just have to tell you how good it is, is Squarespace. When they say it is the all-in-one platform, it really is true. I go into the back end of my website multiple times a day, adjust things, post podcast, add links, and look at our show's analytics, which all sync across my devices. And when I need an image, Squarespace provides an excellent resource that's powered by Unsplash. Now for my most favorite feature, the Squarespace app. Um, Being a working mom, there never seems to be enough time in my day. So when my daughter's in ballet, I sit in my car and upload, post, and manage everything on my website from the app. It's really cool and seamless. Squarespace is really, really simple and very dedicated to helping me create a brand of excellence. So with that, big shout out to Zoom. Squarespace, and Unsplash. Thank you for helping me tell people's stories. With that said, let's move on to the best part about today, the show. Please allow me to welcome my next guest on The Lori Clark Show. My next guest is Jacqueline Way. She recently did a TED Talk on how to be happy every day. It will change the world. She also is the founder of 365give.ca. 365 Give inspires people to create a better, happier you and a happier world by developing a daily giving habit. One person, one give, one day at a time. She offers this to schools and on her website and to people around the world and has been blown away by the joy and happiness that people have been sharing with one another, and in turn, uh, sharing with her. She is here to share with us all about happiness and all about how this whole journey began for her and what you can do to learn about happiness, embrace happiness in your life, and in turn,
1: being a better you. This is a foundation, correct? Uh, We are a a full registered charity, actually. We're not a charity. We're actually a registered charity.
0: Okay. So this is not an easy thing to be doing. No.
1: (laughs) No, it's not.
0: So you have to juggle. We all know this.
1: And um, it is difficult. It's not a paid gig. Just, you know, people don't realize that. It's actually not a paid gig. It's not a paid gig. (laughs) No, it's not a paid gig. (laughs) It's
0: your work. Yeah. I would. um, So you work from home then?
1: I do. Awesome. I do. So I, you know, my priority is, is my children. My joy and my passion and my mission is 365 Give. So this allows me to do what I love, but, um, you know, always be there for my kids. I wanted to be that mom that dropped my kids off at school and picked them up when they were done. And, yeah, um, you know, I wanted to be present for my kids. You know, when you decide to adopt, especially, it's such a process to go through that I was clear that I, I didn't want my kids ending up in daycare all the time. And I, I wanted to actually raise them myself versus a nanny or somebody else. So we made that really clear. It's, it's the beauty of the adoption process. You become really clear on uh, who you want to be as a parent. Um, and and my, my boys actually, be, not because they're adopted, um, but my boys, because of the circumstances of their adoption, uh, and their birth circumstances, they actually all have um, neuro differences. We like to call it. Um, so they have. Uh, uh, they they all have a neurodevelopmental disability. So uh, it is. There's nothing more important than that. I am available to them at any given point in the day, at school or not.
0: Neurodevelopment disability. Um, okay. So uh, just before I ask that question, that's okay. Can we? Talk
1: about this as a part of your whole thing, or do you? Oh, no, absolutely. You know what? My kids, because of their, so my children have something called FASD, which is fetal alcohol syndrome disorder. Um, So they were exposed to alcohol in the womb by their birth mothers before they were born, which causes permanent brain damage. And they are my, and I didn't know this when I started 365. The diagnosis came a little ways down the road after that. Um, but they are my greatest teachers when it comes to happiness and seeing the world differently and I've become a neuroscientist nerd um, because the combination of what I do with three sixty five give and understanding how I can best support them um, has literally made me study how the brain and the body works and uh, so they're my greatest gift. they teach me you know as as I like to talk about when it comes to happiness, and we'll talk about it today, you know, one of my sons literally taught me that you, know, you can't go from anxiety and, and, and depression. You have to take it literally one smile at a time. It's one moment of happiness at a time. And it's been my greatest teacher for myself personally, that, you know, when you're stuck or, or you're stuck in your world in any way, and it doesn't even have to be anxiety and depression, you just, you feel stuck. You don't feel motivated, any of those things. You can't get from that place to way over to here to happy in one step. It, it oh. takes consistency. It takes a practice and it takes that literally one smile, one happy moment at a time and creating that momentum to get to happy every day. And, and it's actually a, a new program that we're developing for 365 give right now. And it's because of, he's taught me so much about this. And is this your oldest son? No, this is my middle son. This is my middle one. He's a little bit, FASD is, like a, is a bit like autism where it's a spectrum disorder. So depending on so many circumstances, where birth mom was at, what she exposed the kids to, how much alcohol they drank, how much drugs they had, if they smoked, how much stress she was under, like so many different elements, um, depends on the part of the spectrum that you're on. So it's more severe and less severe, just like autism is. Um, so my middle one is probably out of my three, he's the most severe within the spectrum. Uh, so he's the one that I have to, uh, you know, work with the most to keep him out of, um, a place of dysregulation, you know, it's kind of teacher talk, but, um, dysregulation is just when your emotions are not in a place that you can think or function anymore. Uh, so he's the one who teaches me the most and he has, uh, also, sensory disorder comes along with FASD. And so he has, we call them sensory superpowers. So he sees the world so differently than everybody else. And he feels it so differently than everybody else that they just, they teach you so much when you can turn it around from a, I have three kids with a disability to my kids teach me to see the world in a way that I would never have seen it otherwise. And so they're my greatest gift that you know, we all experience the world differently and they experience where the world's like really out loud, like really out loud all the time. Um, and it's how to, how to reel that in so that the outside world doesn't affect your inside world. And, and that's a big lesson and a hard lesson for us all to learn because we let the outside world affect us so much and whether that our families, our jobs, all of those things. But when you understand how you can, you can control all of that from the inside out, it all changes. You know, but it's a practice. It's literally a happiness is a practice every day. And when you don't practice it, you will know. Because then you're miserable.
0: Right. It is another thing to begin to take what you're talking about and pull it down to the most simplest form, which is joy and happiness and how what you just said, the taking it inward Finding it within your core yeah. and expanding it outside of you. Yeah. You can't pull it in from outside. It has to be revealed to you, which, in, and which I think connects to what we we're talking about, anxiety, too, where there's that cycling thought of anxiety. Takes you down. We we always say it: the negativity drain. Right? It's just, it's just the spin. It just spins you down into this cycle or this narrative. Okay, they don't love me. They never will. My friends will never accept me. They'll never see me. I'll never be smart. I'll never be like him or her or this or that. And um, my circumstances will never change. I'm going to be pulled down by that one addiction that I have. Or my family isn't this. So how could I be this? We have these narratives and cycles that go through our whole
1: lives. Every human being on the planet does, right? And it's it's how to get out of that, you know, and it's it's what I've learned because I was, you know, we talk about COVID and how a lot of people have kind of got stuck in that during COVID. First of all, a lot of people were stuck in that long before COVID ever happened. I know. This just opened oh, it up for us, right? Yeah. Yeah. COVID's given us all the opportunity to make that choice of are we gonna get more stuck in that? Or are we going to take that time to to learn and grow within ourselves? And and I got stuck in it in COVID. You know, having three uh, children with very diverse needs uh, and being, you know, now becoming a homeschool parent during that time, it's like I don't like. I'm like I don't have the skills. Like I'm not a special needs educator. No, and you probably, Jacqueline, you are probably
0: in the situation that I was in, where you're. Your passion is when we do our passion as busy mothers when they're all in school. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so when they're not in I school didn't allow
1: for that at all. Like there was no space. For,
0: and when they're not in school at all, <laughs> then what are we doing? You know, usually you plan your day according to a pro D day or a, an early dismissal day or, or whatever. And you can roll with some of those sip days and those yeah, the that. need for them to have that mental wellness day where they they just feel like, look, I, I need Thank to you. ground myself again. And so, but with COVID, it did really show.
1: Yeah. I think it revealed what was under the hood. Oh, it was, and, and that's what I loved about it. And it me was too. Like, I literally was sitting here one day going, okay, it's four o'clock. I'm ready for my vodka. I have <laughs> no motivation. I have, I, I felt so stuck in yeah. Everything that was, because yes. my world was evolving around everybody else. It was like, oh my God, it's four o'clock. It's time for an iPad break. Thank God. And I realized I wasn't even functioning anymore, you know? And and, and I'm a woman that like, that's what I do. I talk about happiness and I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm in it. I'm, I'm the unhappy person right now. Yeah. And I know how to get out, but I knew I had to do something dramatically different this time. And, yeah. and that's what I did. I actually sent, when, when we got out, I sent my husband away with my two youngest. My oldest does his own thing. So it was fine. And I spent six days not talking to anybody unless it was an absolute, like my mother would call and I was just busy. busy, busy you know, you're like,
0: are was. you eating?
1: Are you throwing up violently? Are you almost unconscious? Because if you're not, don't call me. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to talk to anybody. No, I don't want to have lunch. No, I don't want to have a girl's night out. I, nothing. I don't want to see anybody. I literally kind of, you know, I didn't meditate, but I did in a weird way. You know, I, I did nothing but practice happiness for six days until I was in a place where I, I was, I felt like I, it was the only way to describe, I, I felt like I was like literally downloading information from the universe going, oh my God, I need to teach everybody this because I went from a stuck, angry, anxious mother stuck in COVID with her children to now I know how to do it. And I've been doing that practice now since July and it's literally changed my world on so many levels and so that's my goal now is how do I how do I help people now truly understand that our bodies and brains are built for it I know so much more about it or actually did before but now I know how I know how it all works together so you've got those people that are your people that will only believe you if you give them the science behind it and then you've got the group of people that will believe you based on how it feels yeah it's not taking both of those worlds without any, it's not about spirituality or religion or anything else, but taking both of those worlds and making them understandable, but so simple, same concept with a 365-year challenge, that it's so simple. I know my children can do it. They're actually helping me put it together as I practice with them. So I know that if I can create something that's so simple, a child can do it, that and absolutely anybody will be able to do it if they're willing to actually, or want to make that commitment, because happiness is like, going to the gym. It's like building muscles. You have to build the muscles. You have to build your brain muscles. You have to create new neurotransmitters within your brain. So, so so hold on. How do you build your
0: brain muscles? Let's, let's like deconstruct this for people because this is what I think is so important. You know, after, um, I listened to your Ted talk, I went to my little daughter who is the most creative, angelic child, Ever all my kids are amazing, but she's like like uber creative and and she looked at me and said, Well, mommy, I practice happiness and gratitude every day. And I said, I know, I know you do, but would you ever consider talking to your friends and getting your creative juices together to discuss how you could maybe give someone inspiration to be happy. She said, Oh, I think I've got a way. And so it's that sort of thing where I, you know, there's some parents who need and want to begin this happiness discussion, but they need to learn a little bit more about it. So would you just walk us through
1: some of those things, please? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a really interesting tie in that I never got until recently. Okay. but, it, but it's kind of neat, and there's there's a couple of elements. First of all, we're all having these conversations about well-being right now. Yes. I think people don't even understand what well-being actually means. They think it means like you go out and exercise and you meditate and and, yes. uh, and those things. And, and and there's so many kind of pillars to well-being. There's your yep. physical well-being, but then there's your psychological well-being. Yes. And so this is where I start with this. Is first of all, you got to understand a little bit about your psychological well-being. And a couple of the main pillars to this is, is is your control? We all want to feel in control of our lives, and when you're not emotionally in control of your life, yeah, you feel like your life is out of control. So it's what we right. were talking about with anxiety and stress. Anxiety uh, is literally you're feeling like you're going down this drain, and you're yeah. not in control anymore. Okay, so I always talk about well-being starts with how control are you in your life, and I'm not talking about your list of to-dos. I'm not talking about how much money you have in the bank or anything else, but how control? Are you emotionally in your life? How happy are you? All of those things. So how much can you control the outside world so that you're you're feeling in control of your life in general? So that's the first part of one of the psychological pillars of well-being is is how in control are you over your emotions? Or is everything that's going around in the world controlling your experiences for you?
0: Right. And that's that's a really interesting, we're always driven by a lot of times it's, um, it's, it, you, we have to teach our children and teach ourselves mm-hmm. that external does
1: not drive us. Internal, It doesn't, and it doesn't, but right. we all, we're all programmed, and especially so much more in the, in the Western world than in yeah. the world that, you know, whether it's Buddhism, you know, the old mystics, the gods of India, you know, they see it very differently. So it's really, it's a bit of a Western world problem that we have. It is, um, you know, it's that first world problem where everything is driven right now and, and that social media, it's bulletin boards, it's TV, it's shopping malls. It's all of those things where we think that happiness is when I get that new car, you know, or control is, is when I, when I've earned enough money, I can afford the house of my dreams, or I look like the Joneses or I'm carrying the purse or I'm wearing the shoes or whatever that is. Yeah. But control really is, it's how are you internally controlling your world? so When you look out into the world, you also have control of what that's looking like as well. I can't fix COVID, but I can control my response to COVID and how I feel about it. Okay. And and that's the big difference. And and when you watch the news, for example, whether that's CNN or Fox News or whatever channel you're tapping into, when you're tapping into all of that, you're letting that external news control your internal world in regards to stress and anxiety and what comes out of Trump's mouth or whatever those things are. It could be anything in the world. So it's that control issue is it's how are we controlling our response to the outside world and, and how do we view and perceive it? So that's the first one of the first psychological pillars that I like to talk about. And the next one is, is how are we activating it? How do you actually know how to activate happiness in your body? Because one of these psychological pillars are is, happiness. So do you actually know how to get the biological response of happiness Going in your body and your brain because we have this really cool thing. And the way that I remember it and help others remember it is we have something called your daily dose of happiness that you can tap into in your body anytime that you want. And, and this is our biological response, it's how every single human being was built that we were, we were built with this dose of happiness. So, dose stands for dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and your endorphins. D-O-S-E. Always how I, I share it with people. And so that daily dose of happiness can happen in a number of ways. Um, a, dopamine is your, what you're excited about. So let's say, well, you the kid for an example. They get up out of bed at 6 o'clock in the morning because they're going on a school trip and they're so excited. And every other day of the week, you can never get them out of bed. Mm-hmm. that dopamine rush because they're excited about something gets them yes. out of bed. Or it's, like, guess, you know, something exciting is happening in our, in our day and that dopamine gets you up and gets you going. That's right. And excited for your day. So listen, you can also get it through sex. You can get it through, you know, a piece of chocolate cake too. But really the part we're looking at tapping into is how do you get that feeling of excitement? Right. Um, it's why people use recreational drugs. Like I'll use cocaine, for example. It stimulates dopamine, which gives you that, that high of I'm excited about like. And that's what cocaine does and why people get addicted to it because it stimulates dopamine in your body. Your next one is oxytocin. Well, this one's the easy one. This is love. So it's a first kiss. It's that, yeah. you know, you see somebody from across the room yes. and that it's a first being in love. Yes. It's a hug from mom or dad. Yes. You know, it's that feelings of love. So that's actually a chemical reaction in your body. Next one, serotonin. Serotonin is actually our happiness, happiness hormone. So, and that can be, that's different for every single person on the planet. For me, it's going and standing out in my garden and watching my birds eat in my bird feeder yes. and being out in the garden and pulling weeds. That's pure joy to me. Going and sitting on a beach on a warm summer day. Those are all happy moments for me. It's different for everybody on the planet. Yes. So it's understanding what that actually is for you. And most people, for you, if you said to them, give me three things that make you happy, they'll stand there and almost look dumbfounded. And if you can't, instantly go, oh, here are three things. Like I can literally say to you, I get more joy out of watching hummingbirds in my garden than almost anything. And here's the great thing is hummingbirds don't melt back at all. So I never use examples like my husband because I've had lots of unhappy moments with my husband. <laughs> I've had lots of happy moments, but hummingbirds are unconditional, right? It's like butterflies. When you see a modern butterfly, it's just like a ray of sunshine or a rainbow. They're the unconditional things that will bring you happiness when you experience You know, a new pair of shoes. Remember those new pair of high heel shoes, or that new bag or briefcase. That serotonin hit's only going to last for about this long. So after you've worn that new pair of shoes twice, that serotonin hit from those new pair of shoes. I I, I think that's a really important distinction. That
0: it's it's not it's it's um, a not an extended version. There's things that will not give you this long term. So when you're talking about building this happiness within our lives and in our psyche and creating these, you know, um, these neural pathways of joy and happiness, you're really talking about the building blocks that are sustainable, that are long-term. So
1: things don't fill it. Absolutely. This for this long. It will for this, this long toy, right? It's like that new car you've been dreaming about and you're thinking your life is going to be perfect when the BMW is sitting in your driveway. It's going to last for like a couple of well, days.
0: Well, it might feel great to have it and it's, it makes you feel good until you need to repair it.
1: Well, right? or until you now want a Mercedes or yeah. you now want something else, right? But and This is, and that's this the is thing also the to point. To remember. Right, and this is also the point with what you talk about
0: recreational drugs. That's okay, I've got one of those. She's 85 pounds. <laughs> she's, she's got someone in her sights. Exactly, like somebody's at the door. Yeah, I'll just let that. Okay. see if it goes. That's one of my children. Yes, oh, I, I've got one of those. Yeah. Um, so what I was saying was, for recreational drugs, the thing with that is That it does give you the desired effect. The problem is, it goes away. It goes away, and it becomes this. It it becomes a drive that is is um, distorted. It's an illusion, and it's unhealthy because it is not an internal inner
1: thing. So it's the difference that if you if you, for example, with cocaine, if you rely on cocaine for your dopamine. When you come down off that, that cocaine, you want that feeling again, that dopamine hit and rush. And that's why people get addicted to recreational drugs because they, they love that feeling. It feels so good, but here's the really cool thing. You can do that yourself. You don't need a drug to do it. And you can learn to establish that. You can actually tap into dopamine as many times a day as you want wow. it's practice. Yes. And the last one of this is, is your endorphins. It's the, the E in dose. And your endorphins are, and most people relate to this, it's the runner's high. Most people yes. have heard of that. Yes. So it's that feeling when you get in that groove. And it could, listen, it could be a work groove, it could be for runners um, or you're exercising. You know, that's the most kind of relatable thing for people yes. when you get into that zone, that zone where you're just kind of flying. Um, you know, I had that when I get up and speak in front of people, I get into mm. that zone where I can just go and it's just like, it's the best feeling in the world and you're, you're on that other natural high. Well, here's the really neat thing about these four things is, is each one of these, and they're a combination of literally hormones and they're hormones that come from your gut, so right from your belly. They also come from your heart. This is the, the science about it that people need to understand is that these aren't just in your brain. These are all through your body. So this is a chemical reaction that happens in your body, starting in your stomach. It comes from your heart and it comes from your brain. So it's a combination of hormones and it's a combination of neurotransmitters. And that word always scared the crap out of me because I didn't understand what neurotransmitters are. Right. You actually looked at a brain, neurotransmitters are basically pathways. They're like roads in our brain. And our brain is filled with millions of these little pathways all the way through your brain. And here's the cool thing is what science now tells us is that you can change these pathways. Our brains continue to change our whole life. Um, You know, parts of when I say parts of your brain, your cells are always growing and changing all the way through your body. But these neural pathways and connectors, you can actually change and grow in your brain in different ways. And most people don't realize that. They think like, my brain is my brain and that's it, I'm stuck with it for the rest of your life. But your brain is more like a computer. And that's what I want people to understand is that it's just like a computer that you can program it. And so if you think about your hard drive on your computer, you can put in a new program and all of the little parts that we don't see that are working in that computer chip and in the programs, they're now creating new pathways in your computer. So your brain is the exact same way. It's like the computer of your body that takes up the information and creates more and more pathways um, that you can use. So For example, if you're in 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 stress and anxiety, that's actually something called cortisol, which is a a hormone that runs through your body. So that those create pathways as well in your brain. So if you if you're thinking about negative things, so you're thinking about something that happened yesterday. You got into a fight with, let's say, your boyfriend, your spouse, your partner. Like everybody's done this. We have that. I call it your monkey mind, and I I know. Is we have that voice in our head, and nobody's alone. Every single person has that voice in your head that talks to you all day. You actually have up to ninety thousand thoughts. That's those conversations that go on in your head, that go through your brain, that don't come out your mouth. Ninety thousand of those about a day. That's the average, seventy to ninety thousand per day. So those are those. That's your monkey mind that goes on in your head that's talking to you all day. Yeah, Uh, And it may be saying things to you like, I can't do this. It may be saying things like, oh, that conversation I had with that person yesterday, it was so terrible. If I could replay it and do it again, I'd say this. And you realize you're actually having a conversation in your head with another person that's not even standing in front of you. Your imagination and your thinking mind has now taken over control of your life and how you feel. And this happens to everybody. Nobody is alone in this regard. So what you need to do is you need to basically retrain those neurotransmitters in your brain and you need to build it like a muscle. So that daily dose of happy, when you begin to understand that you can get a chemical response from different things, and we'll talk about those different things in our life. When you start to to practice those in a daily practice, happiness is a practice every day because you'll never be happy every second of every day. It just Probably maybe the Dalai Lama might have mastered this at this point, but nobody is. So happiness kind of comes in waves. It's like the ocean. It comes in and flows. Would you say that happiness is a choice? I would say it's a choice if you practice it. Okay. If you say that to most people, that happiness is a choice, they're going to say, F you, right? You know what? (laughs) This and this and this going on in my life. does to from experience. right? So, so we don't have a choice when you no. lost your job. That's out of no. your control, right? We're in COVID. So many people are in that situation. I don't have enough money. That's out of your, you feel like you're out of control at that point. Yes. But when you start to cultivate and build these happiness muscles and hormones and understanding how you can do that in yep. your brain and your body, yep. at least when those circumstances land in yep. your life, whatever they may be, and it happens to all of us, there's nobody that's alone in that regard, is that you're able to deal with them better, you're able to bounce back faster, you're able to view the situation instead of going down the negativity drain of my life is terrible, I'm never gonna get out of this, this is the worst moment of my life. Instead, it's, okay, this is where I am right now. I understand how I'm feeling is not good right now. I'm gonna give myself that grace to feel like that for a little bit because I, you know, we yep. all got to live at that moment. But now I'm going to have some tools that are going to help me turn that around so I can stand back from this perspective or this event that's happening in my life and I can view it differently. Because we all know we've had those experiences, right? Where let's say something happened 10 years ago. Let's say a yeah. divorce for that example, right? When I was in that divorce and I was going through that divorce Like, you couldn't tell me anything about that. That was good. But now that I stand back from that and look at it later, I can go, oh, what an amazing lesson that was. Like, what the perfect opportunity that was for me to grow so that the second time around I got married, I knew exactly what I wanted, you know, and I was much more clear on the experience that I wanted in regards to a marriage. You know, I had grown and learned. But when you're in it, it's really hard to stand back from that in it experience. Being the, being the witness perspective. Yes, completely. Right? It's, and and you know, people hate this term, but I'm going to say it. It's learning to be in the now, right? In the now. Yeah.
0: But and, you know and, what? And I, I was saying to somebody, I just did a show on anxiety uh, with um, Daksha. This absolute, she's about, I think she's just about 18. She is uh, has had anxiety in her life, and she wanted to share her story about just what it feels like and it's not that she's got a resolve it's more that she's created through her experience. she said, "You know what? I want to get into mental wellness. I want to bring some change." She lives in Washington." Um, in the US. And she said, look, I want to get in the government. I want to start making change because I can, I know this will matter. And what I appreciate about what you're saying is that you have lived this through your own experience of motherhood and, an adoption and having children that are, um, in a different place than, many people. And you have given back in these different areas and you are receiving. And it's so authentic to me. Like you're talking about your first divorce and you're going, you know, it sucked, but I get it. And here I am now. All of these things all of those roads that you went down and explored have led you to this moment. And that is what is so beautiful about what you're saying. You're offering me things that I I know, but I never really associate them with happiness, you know, because you say something like, oh well, you know, this, you know, I hate to say it, but that that but being in the now, you know what, Jacqueline, I don't, I'm not gonna say that. I'm going to say, we have to say it. You and I have to talk about being in the now. We have to do it. You know why? Because that is the path to magnificence. That is the path to learning. We can stay in the past if we want, but all it feels is the very thing you're discussing.
1: Completely and totally. Right? Yeah. And we don't know the future, so we got to chill out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and Liz, we know it's easy to say, and we know oh. it's easy to create that under... You know, it, it's taken me, honestly, 50 years yeah. to get there. Like, it's not something that, like, I, I suddenly no. one day woke up and went, okay, ah. I'm being be in the now. I'm, I'm joyful. Now. Yeah, no. you know, not like that. No. So that's what I'm really, as well, as much as this, this young girl that you're talking about, uh, I'm trying to do the same thing where I'm helping. I really want to help people understand that this happens on, on multiple levels. It happens on an emotional level yeah. and understanding that. And that's where the now moment is. We'll talk about but it also happen, happens on a biological level as yes. well. Yes. And when you can understand the biological things that you can do, because some people honestly don't believe this until they know it's a science and it is a science. People study it all over the world. Like happiness is a science. I know. Literally. Like yes. neuro, and what I'm talking about with, with, with you know, the neurophysics <clears throat> and understanding, it's a science people yeah. study. They watch brains of people as they're creating happiness and as they're creating that so there's nothing about this is like made up it's actually all science it's been researched and when you start to understand how our bodies react to it then you start to recognize those emotions and and that's a big practice that i have started doing just in the last few months is every time i hear myself in my head talking to myself i literally stop myself and i'm like what am i saying right now like really what am i saying right now yes and, and that's the first that's being in the now is just consciously recognizing what's going on in your head. It's consciously recognizing how you are feeling. uh, And then it's going, okay, do I need to do something about this? You know, I'm not a a big meditator. I think meditation for a lot of people is very difficult, but what you can become is that even better term is you can become mindful. And all mindful is, is consciously recognizing exactly where you're at. So if you're feeling crappy, you're feeling Anxious, you're feeling stressed. What do you need to do to change it? And what is your toolbox looking like to be able to do that? And it's a bit of what we were talking about before. You know, we talked about we're talking about control, and then we're talking about how you can activate it in your body with your daily dose of happiness. The next one is is your thinking. How are you thinking and recognizing, consciously being aware of what's going on in my brain right now? From the moment you wake up to the end of the day. Now, people think I can't take the time to recognize what's going on in my brain. Yeah. But here's the neat thing is when you start doing it, we all, I always say this three times a day, you have to t- choose three points in your day where you're going, okay, what's going on? So for me, first thing I do is when I wake up in the morning and I used to be that person that i wake up in the morning, pick up my phone, okay, I'm scrolling social, I'm going to the news. Yeah. That's yeah. where I started. I no longer do that. That's yeah. like done in my world. The only thing I use my phone for, and it's actually one of my happiness tools, and people won't believe this. But when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is before I even lift my head pillow out of bed, I just, first of all, I say thank you for another day. Yes. yes because you know what? While I was sleeping, my body kept working. I have an opportunity to make this day whatever I want it to be. So I say thank you for the day. Thank you for my cozy bed. You know, I get to look out my window and see the stars, whatever it is. I just say, thank you for the day. And that's how I start before I even put a foot on the floor in the morning. I go to my coffee and I start it again. I'm like, oh, thank you for my instant coffee maker. Thank you for the beautiful fresh water that I have, because, you know, if you think about it, not all the people in the world have electricity and running water and fresh water, like all of the things we just take for granted. All you got to do is turn around and say, thank you. Like, thank yes. you. Thank you for it. And it starts, so it starts going because gratitude actually starts to stimulate the endorphins. That's endorphins in your body. It starts to stimulate that. Starts to stimulate serotonin in your body. So you're getting that going before you've done anything. Still haven't picked up the phone yet. But what I do do and use my phone as a tool in two ways is is part of my happiness toolbox. I call it. So I have a playlist very specifically just for when I wake up in the morning, um, and it's quiet, but it's it, it's music for me, and again, different oh. for everybody. It's not like dance music. It's like it's the music that just heals my soul when I listen, oh. to it. and that's it's different great. for yeah. so, Like I have like one song that's like a Beyonce song. I have one song or two or three songs that are India the R.E. I have, you know. So you got to find that gentle, easy sure. for some people. It's gospel or whatever. So yeah. find your gentle, easy music that you can just put in your ears okay. and already, because music actually can stimulate. Again, the energy in your body, it makes connections for us. Don't listen to that song that, you know, was the heartbreaker song and you're bleeding and broke your heart. Don't listen to that. Find your music that gives you that just inspiration. Yeah. You want to sing along to it, you, you yeah. know. Kind of yeah. music. So that's one of the things I use. The other thing that I use is and people don't realize this, they're called algorithms, but every single thing that we use, whether it's social media, it's YouTube, YouTube's a great one for this one and I use it on YouTube, you can create an algorithm. So YouTube will feed you always more of what you watch. Same with social media. I don't care if it's TikTok or Instagram or Facebook. It will feed you more of what you view. So my recommendation is don't go into Facebook and see what your friends were up to yesterday. That's not the way to start the day. Instead, find a rhythm on YouTube. And I find it's really useful. It's an, again, if you guys are going to laugh at this, I like to watch... For inspiration. I love watching things like TED Talks, inspirational TED Talks. You know, people that just have been so brave that they've gotten up on a stage and just shared their voice in some inspiring way. I watch like America's Got Talent yes. or AGT because I love watching people get up on a stage and be successful at whatever they're doing. Yeah. There's something about that that just lifts me up. So I watch stuff like that. The other thing that I watch is I, like I said, I'm a neuroscientist. So I have a whole bunch of people that I follow that that's what they talk about. And if I need to plug in and be reminded of happiness, I need to be reminded of how my brain works, I need a spiritual upliftment, whatever it is, no matter any time I can open up my YouTube and I know that 30 things will come up that I can choose from that will get me in my groove for the day. They will inspire me. They will be learning for me. They will be reminders for me that get me in, it's like motivational videos. There's like 700 million of them on YouTube. Make sure your algorithm is only showing you motivational videos and inspiring videos in whatever way works for you. Again, different for every single human being. Okay. Find that algorithm, YouTube will just keep giving you more. Well, wow. so I get up at four o'clock in the morning. I do this for almost you know, an hour and a half before anybody moves in my house, Yes. so that I know I'm set for the day before my day has even gone, and I'm ready. Like I'm ready for anything at that point, and whatever my kids throw at me, I'm good. I'm You're happy. ready. My feet are on the ground. Right? Yes, yes. yes. And that's what my routine is, or you know, and I have lots of days I'll go to the gym first thing in the morning because going to the gym makes me really happy. I was so sad I couldn't during COVID, so I know that's a point of happiness for me. It's another thing in my toolbox that I know I can go for a seawall walk or go to the gym and another tool. So those are your tools that you start building around you and you can use technology to do it. I just don't highly recommend it on social media. Right. Um, cause then the comparison starts. Kind of the right.
0: Yeah. You're, you're, ask, you're offering us some things like, uh, that are very practical here. And what I appreciate is that you're not saying to people, don't do this because my listeners are teenagers and, and they're young men and women. And so they're going to be, that, that's going to, you know, they're going to just, probably walk away from this conversation. That's not what you're doing. What you're doing is saying, no, no,
1: do this. Use technology. Use it to your advantage, but understand how it works. So if you're watching the really negative, weird people on TikTok or wherever else, just know it's going to keep coming back up in your feed. That's how algorithms work.
0: And let's just bring about something else here that I have no idea whether, whether we're going to be a simpatico on this or not, but I'm throwing it out there anyway. So energy. I really respond to body energy. I'm a very energetic person. I live in that zone. And I know that there's a law of attraction. I've never read the book before. Um, but I, uh, I know about it in my life and the and there's some biblical and scriptural premises for this about the reaping and sowing. what you reap, you sow, what you sow, you reap, sorry. So for me, I really believe that what we put out to the world comes back to us. So when we are in our bed and we wake up or we go to bed reading, the news or reading, and we don't take time to actually lay in bed and just be with our body in that space where it's quiet, you're winding down, The what you begin to put out in the world as you go to bed or wake up is what becomes you in the day. And so for me, I, I listen to what you're saying and I'm, I'm hearing you and it's inspiring me further because that is what I want to say to people is when you wake up in the morning and you let your spirit, your soul, your body, your, that feeling rise as you're listening to some music that is inspirational, that raises your level and now you're not in a low vibrational currency. You're not in this. Uh, sorry, frequency. You are up. You are in, and you are ready. That is really what this positioning is. So when something comes your way, someone at school sends a, a blitz uh, of something that's derogatory. That's going to you know bring your whole persona and everything that you've built in high school down. <laughs>
1: you can know and that it happened to us. I know but you won't believe it. I know we're old, but it happens. It happens to us. We know
0: that when that happens, if your foundation that you are building from, if the foundation that you are living out of and learning to exercise and building the muscle is this idea of, I'm going to be joy that will actually inspire you to bring in more joy.
1: Um, I did a show. I have to add to this for you. Oh, okay. And then I'll add this other part. Go ahead. Because they've actually now been able to track it. Okay. So they can now track the energy that comes off your body in different parts. And your brain, yes, they can actually physically see it in science now. So this is the really cool thing. A little piece I want to add to this is that your brain, yeah. put off one, um, and they can actually, uh, electromagnetic field, which they sure. can see in scans, your brain puts off, so that's your thinking area of your body, puts off one electromagnetic field. You guys know about this as well for people that are in chemistry and science in high school sure, uh, or university. And your heart also puts off another one. They're your two biggest centers of electromagnetic fields that come yeah. off your body. So here's the really cool thing that works that way. Is first of all, most people think that the most energy that we have would come off our brain. It's actually not. It's actually your heart. So what happens is, is your thinking brain, that energy that comes off of you, people would That's call it an aura, but I know people think it's really pokey that way, but it's actually, it, 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 it's actually a, a field they can view now, is that that comes off your brain, your heart is the magnet that it comes back to. So if you're putting out in your brain, and that's what you're talking about with the law of attraction, if you're putting out that negative energy that's coming from that monkey mind, that's putting the negativity out, that comes out from your brain, your heart is the magnet. That's the law of attraction. The heart is the magnet that draws it back in. So that's what you always have to think about is what you're thinking about. The energy from your heart is the magnet that draws it in.
0: Well, and and then... And then that would actually make sense because you know this as as women, as mothers with small children and big children and just lives, and as people, you know, men get up and they go and do their job and we all do our job and everybody does their job. You wake up and go, Oh, this is too early. I can't handle this. I went to bed late last night, la la la, and you start, and then you're like, Like, I'm so tired, I'm worried. Now what's going to happen? So what you're saying is that cycle that you're creating is just becoming this. And then you at six o'clock at night, wonder why you've had such a
1: crappy day. Oh, yeah, And and that's exactly, and that's exactly it. And, and I always say this to people, just test it out. Try it for one day. Okay. And see what happens when you start practicing the thoughts that yes. create the emotions that, yes. that those dose of happiness we were talking about. Yes. You start, this is actually a, another little part that I'll share with people and, and yep. everybody will get this is um, remember or, or think about a video that you've watched and there's so many of them on social media right now where you see somebody doing something really great for somebody else. So maybe it's a natural disaster it's the video of the village in Africa where they're pulling the baby elephant out of the hole where the elephant's gotten stuck. Yes. It's the person saving the dog that has gone down the river after the hurricane and the flood. Yes. And we all watch those videos and we just go, ah. Oh. Well, here's the yeah. really cool thing is we have this thing in our brain. They're called mirror neurons. And so when you think you're just watching a video and then you feel kind of your heartstrings get pulled on it. These are actually mirror neuro neurons in our brain. Our brain doesn't know if it's real or not. Okay. It's just an image. It's like yeah. everything we see out in the world. So when you watch one of these videos that, that makes you feel compassionate and just yeah. love, or listen, it's that guy getting down on one knee and proposing to write yeah. all of them. Yeah. We know those ones. When you see that your brain actually doesn't know if it's, when I say it's real, like it's happening right in front of you and you're part of the experience or you're just watching it. Okay. Our brain doesn't decipher that difference. And so these are mirror neurons where you know you can actually expose yourself or you can watch these positive things and all of that chemical reaction is happening in your body, that daily dose of happiness that we were talking about, without you doing anything. Wow. Uh, which is really cool. So I want people to remember that little part of your brain that matches what you're watching. So this is when we're talking about our thinking brain. That's part of your thinking brain. So when you can start Thinking things that make you feel positive yes. or happy or whatever that is. It actually, and I do this for my children. I'm going to do it for everybody. So this is your brain. This is your thinking brain. It's like the hat on your yeah. head. Yeah. Your thinking brain is the part that comes right over top of your head. Kay. Inside is your emotional brain. That's your thumb that's inside. Kay. Okay. If your emotional brain is not feeling good, feeling happiness, calm, yeah, all of those things, what happens is, is you flip your lid. This is your thinking brain. You literally flip the lid of your thinking brain. It's not working anymore, literally. So you flipping your lid and that thinking part of your brain is no longer thinking well. So you're not going to do well in school. You're going to find it hard to focus. You're, you're not going to have a day that is feeling like you're in that flow because you have flipped your thinking brain and it's no longer functioning well. It's not working in tandem with your emotions. right because it but needs to be like this. They do; they need to be working together. So, if your emotional part of your brain, which is the center part of your brain, and I'm not going to get into all the like technical because no. it's too yeah. much. But if your emotions and your thinking part of your brain are working together, and you have flipped your lid, which is stress, anxiety, anger, sadness, then they're no longer working together, and you're not working at your best. It's why some days in school for people are really tough because if your emotional brain and your thinking brain are not working together, you're not not even going to be able to hear a word a teacher says, you're not going to be able to write a paper well, all of those things. And so that's what we talk about when we talk about getting your thinking brain under control and controlling what's coming out of your mind, then you're controlling the internal part, which is that internal happiness that we were talking about. When those are working together, you're at your best. You are flying. You're on that high at that point where every part of your body is now working together because all of that runs down. So this part, okay, this runs down your nervous system. Okay? And your nervous system connects every single other part of your body. So you think of an athlete when an athlete is super focused and their thinking brain is so clear on that end result of getting over the finish line. Their emotions are all in place. They're pumped. They're ready to go. All of that is running through their nervous system, and it's running right out to their body, which, gives them, which makes them the professional football player or the runner that goes over the finish line, whatever it is. Everything's working in tandem because everybody thinks that our brain and our body are like separate things, but they all work in constant communication with each other. Every cell in your body, all 40 trillion of them, they work like music together. So it's like musical notes working together. And if you've got musical notes, which is the main part of your brain, out, all the other cells in your body are completely dysregulated at the same time.
0: So you said um, in your TED Talk that feeling is an experience. It is. And the activation, right? And And this is the activation of that experience. So can we talk about what you've done? Because you, you said in the TED Talk, look, your, your son, uh, Nick, yes. Nick was three at the time when you began to um, go to the, the beach and take some garbage and sort it. And he began to recycle at that age. And then you went to the animal shelter and you were giving towels and, 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 and things to, to a shelter. And your basic premise was one act of kindness, one act of happiness, Coming from me, giving it out can change the world, and interestingly enough, it has. So, <laughs> I'm still working on it, anyways. <laughs> well, you know what? But but you say, you say it's 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 one person, one day, one moment, one thing at a time, and it doesn't have to be. This big production,
1: it can be, it's one small act of giving. It's a smile. Completely. And holding the door for someone, right? Yeah. You know, and and we even, when we, when we talk about it, you know, people think that kindness or giving, it's always to another person and it doesn't have to be. Um, And again, through research, they have been able to discover you can give back and and we keep it so simple. A three-year-old, that's our whole concept. It's giving so simple. A three-year-old can Can do it. How I did it with my son when he was three is is we made that commitment to do one thing to give back to the world every day. So simple, a three-year-old can do it. And we created a daily habit. It's like brushing your teeth. And it's the same thing with happiness is that you're not going to, nothing is created as a habit. So automatically you just do it in your life. That's a habit. It's something that you create and you redo again and again and again until you just automatically doing it. It's like getting in a car or riding a bike. Yes. Once you know how to do it, you don't think about it. You just get in the car and you do it. Well, happiness and giving is the exact same thing. The really cool thing about giving back that we've learned is that it's the one thing that actually stimulates that daily dose of happiness, all four parts of it. It stimulates dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, yes. all at the same time. Yes. So You need to get that going. Look at ways that you can give in small ways in your life every day everybody else says to me, oh my God, 365 days. You know, what? once you get to about day 66, which is about the average time it takes to form a habit for most yes. people, yes. You no longer think about it anymore. It just, it'll show up in your life. You'll just see it automatically. And so for example, just before we started this today, I went out and I filled my bird feeder outside because that's my way of giving to animals. Yes, But I recognize it. I go, this is my 365 give for the day. So whatever I'm doing it, whenever I'm giving back in any way. And it could be, listen, it's holding a door for somebody. It's smiling. It's buying somebody a coffee. It's picking up garbage. It's recycling. It's composting. It's a lot of things that we do normally in our life. But it's, again, it's being in the now, what we were talking about before. It's the conscious awareness of, I did my give today, right? I gave back to the world. I made an impact on something, whether it's a person, it's an animal, or the planet. I I created a positive footprint in the world today. And it's starting to become consciously aware and being in that now moment of, oh, it's my time to do my 365 gift today. And so that starts to really create those, that, dope, that, that daily dose of happiness in your body. And the really great thing about it is, is it ripples. So <laughs> it automatically ripples to three people. So, and that could be, and not that you're going around saying, oh, I did a gift today, blah, yeah. blah, blah, but just people watching you do it. Yeah. So let's say you're walking through the halls of school and instead of walking past the garbage, you actually pick that up and you put it in the garbage. No big deal. You bend down, you pick it up, you put it in the garbage. You don't have to make a deal out of it. You make that conscious note. Ah, I did my 365 gift for today. You know, and you keep going. But anybody that saw you do that, you've just created that ripple to them. And they'll be like, oh, it's like you planted a seed. And they're like, oh, maybe I have to do that, you know? And, and so that's how that ripple effect happens. And, and literally, we started 365 gift. It was my son and I. Created a blog around it because that's what you used to do before all the social happened. Yes, and it rippled out so organically to people all over the world to the point that we literally created an educational program around it for schools. Um, and it is now rippled out to we have over almost 400 schools globally that participate in our program, which is like I'm wordless most days when I keep seeing that growing. Um, you know, and, and we've got people, individuals join us and families join us and businesses join us. And, and so you see how it changes people um, and you see how easily that it grows because people actually, it's part of our human nature. Mm-hmm. It, it's in every religion. It's in every culture. It's, it's the one thing that's the common thread between all humanity is that it's part of our stories. It's part of who we've always been. And there's no boundaries. You can be three and you can be 103 and you can still do something to give back. And, and in this world where everybody's saying we're so divided and we're so different and the borders and this and that, this is the one thing that connects every single person on the planet. And that's what we've discovered is it doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter how old you are. Everyone has that ability to do small things to give back, which, it, which increases another person's happiness. It increases our planet's happiness because we're taking care of it and we're appreciating it. And most of all it increases your own happiness and that ties it all together that it's that energy that changes worlds it changes your world and it changes everything that you touch around you uh, you know if every single person seven billion people did one small thing to get back to the world every day our world would be a very different place well and it would and 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 I think
0: one of the things that is really interesting to me is that you are this in motion yes, sure. you know you are an expression of this one one way that you've done this with your boys is that you've given yourself the four o'clock co- in the morning head start. Where you know, because I remember in my early days of parenting, when I rolled out of bed, it was five minutes before I started waking up the kids, and I wasn't ready. not ready for that, yeah. right? So, so that could be a parent's three sixty five give is to go. You know what? That's to start with you. I have to give to myself give to first. Have to I have to give to myself and then I will be able to give to others because that is what matters most. You know, you have a 365 give global impact calendar or counter, sorry, and look
1: at this. This is like And that's not even close. You it's, know?
0: Not even mean, close. It's, it's, it's not even not close. It's not even close.
1: You no, know, we see the people and, and I get that beautiful opportunity to talk to people from all over the world who You know, those are just the the ones that are recorded on our website. Oh yeah, that's not even what's in real time. And I I personally get to experience, you know, we have people on Instagram that are literally like they've created groups and clubs around this, you know, and and they post all of their they post it all on Instagram, you know, or Facebook or whatever it is. And people you know, but it but what we know for sure is it has changed people's lives. We know, but listen, it's changed my life in so many ways to help me understand happiness on such a a deeper level. You know, when I started this with my son, it was really, I just wanted to cultivate a kind and compassionate, loving, happy human being. It's the only reason that I started it. And if you, you know, that was 13, no, 10 years ago that we started that now. Well, but here's the thing. Many of us,
0: many parents, many guardians, many people in general, even a, a 10, 11 year old struggles to find happiness in their life. They don't struggle learn don't know. because learn how to do it. It's not a learned thing. Not, it is not, not learned a learned thing. thing. And so we have to begin to model. If you are a teacher, model joy. I'm trying to model gratitude in my life and in, in, in my, my friendships and in my uh, relationships with my children and my partner and my business and my world around me. And one way we can do that is just by feeling. Again, what you said, Jacqueline, is so important. It is a feeling. It, experience it. And that means that it might open you up to a little bit of emotion. But that's okay. put up a lot of worms.
1: <laughs> but it's great. And then the best part is, is, yep. is you know you're going in the right direction. Yeah. And you're starting to recognize those emotions. Yeah. You're starting to do it. And this is what I learned from one of my kids. And he's just nine. And I learned it from him this summer. And it's it's our smile theory. Because what you need to understand is you can't go from anxiety to happy. This is important. Doesn't, yeah. This is the big part. You can't go there in one step. And so you got to think of it as one Smile at a time, which is basically one step at a time. And why I always say to people, do this three times a day. Just do it. Recognize it. You know, and I I like to say, do it in the morning when you get up. Do it around lunchtime. Do an emotional check-in. Where am I right now? What am I thinking about? Where are my emotions? Where do I need to make an adjustment right now? What do I got in my happiness toolbox that I can make that adjustment? So you start to cultivate this check-in with yourself. Nobody else. Yeah. You just check in oh, with yourself. Just, just do it the day before you go to bed. What am I thinking about before I go to bed? Right. How can I start cultivating that habit in myself to check in with myself on how I'm doing? And then that's when you start to create those new neurochemicals that keep going. And know that okay, I'm in a place of high stress right now. I've got a lot going on with school. I've yeah. got a lot going on with my friends. But how can I just take one little step to happiness? Right. How can I think of one thing that will will stir it up a little bit for me. So then you're doing that check-in constantly where it's like, okay, I'm in a place of stress and anxiety. I know I need to start moving to the other end of the site. So how do I do that? Just one smile at a time. What friend can I get on the phone that makes me laugh every time I talk to them? Not the friend that like drags you down and listens to your problem. Or the playlist. Or, Definitely you know, is. like, like
0: watching Disney class where you're watching the baby elephant, uh, get stuck in the, in the mud.
1: Look, we, we claim the, know, and claim, this is the big one. Claim the victory though. When you get that smile out. Yes. Okay. Make that even a little bit emotional change, claim the victory and went, I did it. I just did it. I, I, yes. just got, I got there a little bit yes. and then it's the little bits become easier and each time pat yourself on the back claim the victory and like, I did it. I did it. I did it. I did it. Because that's part of your dopamine. That's part of the reward center of our body that we can give ourselves. Don't get somebody else to give you the reward. Start patting yourself on the back. Every time you make that little step, that one smile step, like what you were talking about with building blocks. We actually physically do this with building blocks in our house because my kids are still young, where we build one smile at a time to get us out of a funk to happy so we use about three or four building blocks and we find those things and we use physical blocks with happy faces on them and we build those blocks and just imagine that for yourself that it's a building blocks. and every time you get it you get that high five right it's it's recognizing it claiming that victory for yourself and then it's like okay and then it gets easier and each time it gets i promise you i've done it myself it gets easier every time it does those victories and then your days just like fill with victory. Well, and I've done it myself too. And and I don't know
0: if you've heard of this. It's called the mood meter app. I, I
1: don't know if I've heard of that one. I know I've heard of versions of it.
0: Yeah. And it, and it asks is something like it says, like, how are you right now? I feel, and I love this mood meter map because my daughter and I, we use it together and I'm on it and she can put it on her little phone and it tells you, um, I'm high energy unpleasant, I'm high energy pleasant, low energy unpleasant, low energy pleasant. And just these little moments actually can help you track over a week where you are. Because you know, there's always that time where you go, wait a minute, I wasn't, I didn't have any gratitude in my life today. Or,
1: you know, my day just took off and I forgot. You do. It's it literally. It is the reality. It's like you got to train it. It's like a computer. You got to train it to respond, or your algorithms on YouTube. You got to train it. Yeah. Get the right algorithms
0: going. But you know where I do mine is when I get in the car. So for me, I get in the car and I go, okay, it's time for my moment, and I just take a little bit of moment. I I sometimes I'm quiet, but I don't always. Uh, click like uh, my Bluetooth to start running my newsfeed or to play music. I, I keep the quietness. And then when I'm ready, I turn it on. But what happens to me is I'll be driving down the road or I'll be going to get Sally from school and I'll be thinking, okay, that was great. Okay. Where am I now? Yeah. Like I'm moving where to the is, next day. Where am I right now? Where am I right now? And if for being a now, that's and it for, is. where am I right now? Exactly. And for teachers who are teaching students and kids and, You know, one way to do it is to go, okay, it's recess, everybody, where are you right now? Let's get ourselves grounded. Can you come back? Where are you right now? Here we are. Okay, let's access
1: this. I mean, imagine if teachers did that to their kids at all the, what I call, intervals in the day. So it could be moving to class, like if it's elementary school level, and and for high school kids, if you're listening to this, or even in, in college and university, every time you change classes, what if you just did that? that was you're walking down the hall or as you're about to make that transition as we call it to trigger yeah. it, you do that emotional check-in where yes. am I at right now? Gosh. Right. And you know, it's, it's just finding those moments in the day that work for you that every time you're transitioning or every time it may even be working on schoolwork and you got to yes. go from math to, to, to LA or yes. math science sure. to the check-in before you do that, because there's no point in making those transitions in your day all the time because if you're not in a good place with one of those, and you transition to your next spot, you're yeah. still in the same place. Nothing's different. But in the mean, same way. Should, like, go to a washroom skull, stall at school yep. and and check some of your happiness tools, whether that's listening to one song for a minute yep. while you're sitting in the washroom or it's watching something on YouTube or it's whatever it is for you. If you have those tools you can grab at any moment that you know you can take two minutes and almost do like a, an emotional reset. Um, and, and just... Every time it's just, it's starting to set up that. And then when you go, ah, oh, I forgot, it's like, no problem. I'm going to pick it up again. I'm going to pick it up again. It's going to take a little time to cultivate that in yourself.
0: When you talk about building blocks, you can build joy and happiness. You can also build rage and negativity and, and the anger and the cycles. And you know what this is all about? Not everybody's angry. Not everybody's mad. No. But you know what people are? People are complacent unconscious or they're stuck you feel really just you're just wandering around doing right You're you're just following following the the group you you go into math class and then you you come back out you put your books away now you get ready for la and you move down the line and and the whole point is that we're building blocks towards these small moments of joy can you before we go Can you inspire us and give us some takeaways? I mean, I'm asking you this because we've done an hour show and I'm totally inspired, but is there anything left that you have to
1: inspire? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I I always say, you know, keep it really simple. And it's it's so much what we were talking, three things. And it's this simple uh, to, to kind of change this around for you. First thing in the morning when you wake up, start your happy thoughts. That happy conversation that goes in your head. Start with happiness, which means you've got to figure that out for yourself. What are the things that you can think about that unconditionally will make you happy? And that's the way you need to start your day every day. Three things. That's all you got to do. And if you'd like to journal, put it in a journal. Um, you know, Make sure you have your list handy. So if you wake up in a bit of a funk, you've got your list ready. Sure. So find those set points for you for happiness. We talked about music. We talked about algorithms on YouTube, whatever that is. Start your day happy. Do a check-in or somewhere through the day. Find your small way to give, no matter what that yeah. is. Help me a friend, send a note, doing a check-in, our virtual hugs during COVID. Find your one way to give somewhere in your day because, again, that connects you back in again. And then at the end of your day, practice your gratitude. Look back in the day. Don't focus on the things that didn't work. We're all going to have things in our life that don't work. Yeah. Go back and have that focus before you go to sleep. When you go to sleep, you're setting your brain, literally. Yes. Um, and you're setting every part of your body. So if you end your day with gratitude, um, then you're literally, you're moving yourself into a resting place of, I was grateful for the day. And oh. You gonna start to wake up literally excited for the day. And I can tell you, it's worked for myself. Yeah. And, and you will wake up. I don't wake up to an alarm. I wake up at four o'clock in the morning going, I can't wait. And I, you I'm, don't wake up to an alarm? I don't. I, of course I don't. you don't. I don't I wake up automatically because honestly, I'm excited yes. just to see what the world is going to surprise me with, like these conversations in the day, you know? Yeah. And it could be a conversation with a friend. It could be an email that I didn't know was coming. Whatever yeah. it is, yeah, is, I'm excited to get up and just have the opportunity for the day, you know, and to make that what I want. I now have the ability to control what the day is going to look like or me. And yeah. I can recognize instantly because I practice it. Yes. When I'm going sideways, I recognize it automatically. And I have no um I do not ever I actually don't ever want to feel that negativity. And I do, don't knock it, I do, and every day. But what I know is that I can change it. And I can change it for myself or I can at least get myself from negativity to neutral. And then I know the next morning, right, I'm setting for the day again oh. and I'm off. So every day is that new opportunity to reset again. So for me, I uh, this is my
0: one takeaway. I have a lot of kids, as we all know, and I uh, love them dearly. But when we have a discussion, and in our house we're free to, we're free thinkers, we're free we, we just are free. So there's a lot of stuff going down. And I always say, okay, so you're going to talk to me about something that happened that was negative today. And I listen to their conversation and then I say, all right, three things that are positive. And they're like, what? I say, nope, three things that are positive today. Okay. And then they, they do it. The other thing is that when, when someone has come to me and said, you know, I really need to talk to you about this person. I'm having a relational problem with someone. I go, great. Now tell me three things that are amazing about that person. Because what you would be, you're not surprised. I know you're not surprised by this, but other people might be surprised at how it changes the feeling inside. And the question then is that is deeper is to say, how is this person in your life to give you a lesson or to make you better? Because a lot of times this is actually about you and it isn't really about them anyways.
1: And I think you can stand back and be grateful for that because you went, I just learned something about myself. Absolutely. That's when you can look at the outside experiences that are not so good and you can go thank you for that because we're all going to have them and yeah. you can either you know bury yourself in those experiences or you can stand back and go wow I just I learned this about myself I learned how I can perceive things differently how yeah. I can look at it in a different way or I can maybe just move away like maybe like when I say move away move yeah. away from. let's say it's a person in your life yes. maybe that person isn't the healthiest thing for me exactly maybe friendship or relationship Maybe that's not the best thing for me because look what it's doing for me. It takes a little time to get there when you can stand back and go, thank you for that experience. But when you get there, it's like, it's the sweet spot because then no matter what comes at you, you're going, I got this. And And you know what? The other thing for your lifetime. It
0: is, it is a skill for the lifetime. And the other thing is we're talking about happiness as a feeling, as an experience, but we're also talking about other emotions as an experience as well. And it is a gift to be able to look at the power of your emotion that is coming up for the moment because it is telling you something. The emotion is saying, hey. I'm angry, what is it that I need to protect? I'm sad, what is it that I need to release? I need more joy in my life, I need to adjust this or that. So when you have encouraged us to bring it down, to pull down into our thoughts, and become aware and observant, that to me is a beautiful gift, and that message translates.
1: I just want to thank you. you know your guidance system. I love that you added that in. Our emotions are our internal guidance system. If they're taking it is. you down this path, you know, you're going the wrong way. You got to change directions and go on a different path. And if we look at our emotions as, it's like an angel in your life, right? And you just yeah. look at it as your guidance system going, means I'm going the wrong way. This isn't feeling so good. I got to change direction. And I that. often describe emotions to people
0: as it's a city. It's a city that is built up within you it's like this, it has streets and paths that are very well traveled. And there's some places that aren't. And it's when we get, we got to know where the traffic jams are. We got to know where there's a, where we need to build a bridge, where we have built a barrier and we have to go back around somewhere. It is a city that is alive and, and well within us. Let us lean into that and explore it and foster what we were really made for, which is joy and happiness and connection to animals and earth and to one another. Thank you so much for thank you. doing this. I, I mean, this
1: conversation.
0: Oh, you just inspired me and please give my, my appreciation to your boys who are a mirror for you and who are teaching you the most beautiful things about life. So thank you for This, this has been a privilege for me. Thank you
1: so much. And you know what? It's an inspired conversation because, you know, we are on the same path of just helping people understand. Absolutely. and That isn't so hard and that we all can do it. It just takes a little focus and a little attention. It sure does. And it's worth it. And
0: we can, we can find you at 365give.ca.
1: And are you on Instagram? Yeah, we are. Well, 365 Give is on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, LinkedIn a little bit more personally than sure. but we're getting there. And you know, yeah. you can go watch our TED Talk, How to Be Happy Every Day. It will change the world. And you can find me there as so. well. Absolutely. And everyone, you know where to find me. So
0: thank you. And let's let's be in touch because this was a really inspirational conversation and I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for showing up and giving us this beautiful gem that developed from your own life experience. It's really what this show is about. And you've just summed it up for me. It's just, it's so beautiful that you took an experience, you saw the opening, and you said, How can I serve here? That is like what we're made for. You did it. <laughs>
1: literally, literally well in more ways than one i would say so thank Absolutely. you well Thanks. thank you and just a pleasure to be here and and thank you for the inspired conversation that always makes me so happy so i'm, I'm ready to flow through the day now.
0: yes me too thank you so much
1: have a great day you too